Um, Equine facilitated psychotherapy is led by a mental health professional working with the horse on the ground. Individuals often feel more comfortable speaking about their feelings when done in a third person approach. We have a mini pony, Angel, who was perfect for this work. People just look at her and they smile. Welcome back to Shrinking It Down, Mental Health Made Simple. I'm Jean Bereson. And I'm Khadija Booth-Watkins. And we're two child and adolescent psychiatrists at the Clay Center for Young and Healthy Minds at the Massachusetts General Hospital. Today, we have a special guest joining us to talk about... Okay, we're not here today to talk about dog therapy or goat therapy, but dun-dun-dun, equine therapy. Welcome to the show, Janice Gilman. Hi, Jean and Khadija. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. So it's great to have you on the show, Janice. For those listening, uh, Jan- uh, Janice is executive director for the Bina Farm Center uh, based in Lexington, Massachusetts. And a little background on Bina Farm. Their mission is to bring together individuals of all ages with and without uh, physical, developmental, cognitive, or mental health challenges. And they do this by offering a, vi- a variety of equine-assisted therapeutic, clinical, recreational, and vocational programs. So it's really very broad in scope. And I want to point out that the reason we're so excited to have you is because Bina really does serve all ages, including kids and teens. So we think today's program will be particularly interesting for our parents uh, and teacher listeners. But before we start talking more about equine therapy, um could you share with us your background and how you came to be executive director at Bina Farm? I'm happy to. I began my career in the nonprofit equine therapy industry more than 10 years ago. I was the operations director at a similar program, which had a great relationship with Bina Farm Center. Sadly, that program closed prior to covid due to um, the prop, our host property owner's passing. During COVID, Corinne Bina, the co-founder of Bina Farm Center, contacted me and asked if I was available to join the team. I did, and shortly thereafter, I became the executive director. And one quick question. Do you ride? I ride very little. Not very pretty, very little. <laughs> <laughs> So, so most for, folks have heard of like pet therapy, and when they think of pet therapy, they think of pet therapy with a dog or some other small animal. But equine therapy—that's something that we don't often talk about. Um, and specific to mental health, on Bina's website, it says that your programs serve uh, a range of disorders, uh, including mood disorders, ADHD, autism spectrum disorders, and and so much more. Can you share with me what equine therapy is exactly? Sure, yes. Although dog therapy is an animal therapy modality, which many people are familiar with, the equine therapy industry has grown in recent years. One significance between traditional animal therapies and equine therapies is our horses are between 300 and 1,500,000 pounds. That's big. (laughs) Sorry, uh, between 300 and 1,500 pounds, 15,000 would be quite a big horse. That'd be a ginormous horse. Yeah, <laughs> a world <laughs> record. Uh, between uh, that, That'd be dinosaur therapy. Yes, you're <laughs> right. You're very right. So between 300 and 
50 and 1500 pounds. And depending on which equine therapy is provided, participants may or may not ride a horse. Are there different types of equine therapy? I think um, when I was looking at the website, I saw that there were several different types. And how would someone know what type is right for them? Right. So there there are um, different types of equine therapy. Um, then there are numerous equine therapy type programs, some which are clinical based and others which are more recreational based, depending on the individual's diagnoses, their goals will determine which therapy would be best for them. And oftentimes doctors weigh in on suggestions as well. So you have so- clinicians involved with the center that actually uh, would help you determine what the problem is and what they're trying to, what what the doctors or the clinicians of various disciplines um, want to achieve through the through the use of equine therapy. Is that is that a fair statement? That is a fair statement. We do have um, occupational therapists. We do have physical therapists. Um, that's specifically in the clinical area. Uh, we also have mental health specialists. And then we have our therapeutic riding instructors, which is not clinical based. Um, They are certified individuals that specialize in therapeutic riding, but do not hold any sort of licensure around a medical basis. To start, can you tell us a a little bit about equine facilitated psychotherapy? Like, what does that program look like? Sure. Um, Equine facilitated psychotherapy is led by a mental health professional working with the horse on the ground. So that means not riding. The pony or horse is used to facilitate conversation and mirroring of behavior. Individuals often feel more comfortable speaking about their feelings when done in a third person approach or without direct focus on them sharing their feelings. Having the poor Part of the horse of the treatment allows that to occur. The mental health professional will observe or interact with the pony or horse and observe their behavior and how it may be similar to their own. We have a mini pony, Angel, who is perfect for this work. She stands only three feet tall, loves affection, and has adorable patches of brown and white in color. People just look at her and they smile. In addition, there's a tremendous benefit to being in the outdoors, walking our property, and also watching these majestic creatures just graze out in a paddock. We often talk about how important it is to connect with nature and to be out in nature and how how much that really helps in terms of your mood and anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when you were describing Angel, I was actually smiling, picturing, I haven't seen her, but picturing what she might look like. (laughs) Adorable. But 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 just for the listeners' understanding, the the therapists are working with the horse, and and primarily with the horse, and not the kid or the adult on the horse that has a problem or what. So most of this work is done in the on the ground, and they are working directly with the participant or the client. What a lot of a lot of things that occur, and I can give you. Uh, One example is sometimes there is some observation component of it, Um, just sharing time together with the horse. 
um, and having conversation. It takes that clinical treatment space out of the equation, that one-on-one direct focus and creates an environment that's supportive, um, but also uses the horse's behavior oftentimes as a a mirroring um, approach to feelings or processing feelings. Um, I can tell you with little angel, I've seen um, a number of young, our young clients actually just sitting in her stall in a chair with her and her clinician or mental health therapist. And they're just having their session with a little pony next to them. It's incredibly empowering. Wow. That's awesome. And so, um, so in occupational therapy, which takes place at Bina, Mm -hmm. um, and horses are being used. Mm-hmm. I came upon this term hippotherapy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of weird. I mean, you don't use hippopotami, do you? <laughs> <laughs> we do not use hippopotamuses. You're right. The name is a little interesting. Um, and really what the approach is, the word hippotherapy is actually um, a Greek, it's, it's Greek founded. Um, and in our um, hippotherapy program, it is um, on, it's performed riding a horse. And the objective of using hippotherapy is it primarily refers to how occupational and physical therapy and speech-language pathology professionals use evidence-based practice and clinical reasoning in the purposeful manipulation of an equine movement. So, for example, a lot of our clinicians select particular horses in their treatment plan based on their gait, how they move, and how it engages the individual's body um, to perform the treatment plan. Um, And the main goal is for um, the participant while on horseback is to have neurological and physiological input to their bodies. It stimulates movement of their body through the horse's movement and while seated on horseback. We treat individuals um, in early intervention as young as two years old through adulthood. Children especially welcome this form of treatment as it doesn't feel like treatment to them. It takes them out of the traditional treatment room and into nature with animals that they are in awe of. So so that's that's really incredible. And and I know now we understand some people might confuse therapeutic writing with hippotherapy. So can you tell us a little bit about the therapeutic writing program you guys have? Yes. So our therapeutic writing program, some may have heard of it called adaptive writing. The two terms are interchangeable. They are led by a certified therapeutic writing instructor, not an occupational or physical therapy, as it's not a clinical-based therapy. A lesson is comprised of two parts. A 15-minute horsemanship component that involves spending time with an assigned horse. There are many benefits to doing this, including offering a transition time from a um, child's busy day at school or other therapies into a calming environment of the farm to learn about 
and care for our horses. Following those 15 minutes, therapeutic adaptive riding occurs. The participant rides the horse with the objective of learning to ride skills through a customized approach based on their individual goals and needs. For example, steering a horse offers fine motor work, giving the horse verbal commands, exercises, language, and for some, riding works on building their core and overall physical strength. Interactive games are also often incorporated to the lesson plan for social enrichment and just because they're plain fun. So what benefits, like what are the benefits that these kids get through these kinds of therapies? Depending on the client's goals, the benefits can range from speaking their first word to building their core strength. In some cases, just a few sessions of equine therapy can produce improvement. Let's take equine facilitated psychotherapy. There are individuals who have reduced anxiety and depression through psychological changes. Studies have shown that animals Animal-assisted therapy reduces cortisol, the stress hormone. In addition, spending time with animals may lower blood pressure. Also, the psychosocial effects of equine-assisted therapy come from the horse's ability to recognize human emotions and provide an intentional response. Now, we, we may have learned this in school, but horses are prey animals by nature, so they're very in tune to energy and, and behaviors around them. And through this work and identifying on self-reflection, working on self-reflection, maybe working on mood regulation, um, these it can result in improved self-esteem, improved self-presence, independence, and also feelings of freedom. So what kinds of... Um mental health uh, challenges or disabilities or benefits for kids. You know, I mean, I think, I think there's been in the past a lot of uh, publicity or talk or, and, and, and material on um, autistic spectrum disorders. You know, you can tell me, but I think that was one of the early uses of um, equine therapy, but what, what other, um, emotional or behavioral issues are there? For example, kids at risk, kids with PTSD, kids mm-hmm. who've been traumatized, yes. kids who may have anxiety or depression. I mean, the whole range of uh, mental health uh, disorders or challenges. What about those others? How how are they used? Yeah, we, we see a number of participants with ADHD, anxiety. We also, um, a number of our clients are on the autism spectrum disorder. A uh, number of them have um, cerebral palsy or um, including um, post-traumatic stress disorder and various other trauma-related experiences in their lives. This environment with horses, outdoors, nature is a wonderful environment to process those feelings um, with the horse, with the professional guidance of the clinician. It creates a very safe environment. Our environment is very supportive and inclusive. Um, And honestly, the client place that we see, the, the list is vast. It could be mental health challenges, 
It could also be physical challenges. It could be a recovery from a cancer, um, from experiencing cancer. There's a lot of fear and anxiety that comes through that process. And we help people transition through that, through the use of whether it could be riding, um, getting outside in nature, or having a support system through a mental health professional. So since autistic spectrum disorder is probably one of the longest or the oldest uses of equine therapy, mm-hmm. um, can you tell us a little about what what a riding, a therapeutic riding program or adaptive riding does to kind of reach reach out and connect with kids with ASD? Yes. So we find that, you know, many children with ASD um, oftentimes have um, a sensory uh, sensitivity or require high inputs of, of sensory stimulation. Um, riding a horse through walking, trotting um, gives them that input and allows them to also channel some of that energy as well. We also see that a lot of children with ASD, being out in nature is a tremendous treatment tool. Being on horseback, getting the physical stimulation and the calming environment really does benefit them. And also we we have seen many of times children speak their first words on horseback the culmination of the two approaches is incredibly moving for them and also um, gives them the supportive environment and the the professional guidance to help assist through those challenges. And then also um, the physical, also there's physical aspects of ride, not just riding, but it may be some of our ASD participants who come to us, some of them to help translate may do a little barn chore. They may do something that's more physical in nature to help with the transition, um, <clears throat> to help regulate the behavior before getting on the horse. So we have a lot of options available to us. I would love to hear more about some of the specific programs that you have at Bina Farm for children. And Mm -hmm. while I'm sure you love them all, I'd also love to hear if there's one that specifically or particularly resonates with you or that you're particularly fond of. Mm -hmm. So choosing one program is like choosing a favorite child or a favorite horse in my case. You just love them differently. Yes, yes. (laughs) Each of our programs are special and unique and offer gifts to everyone who participates them. So I would say this. Once we know that the once we know what the participants' goals are, we have met with them and we are able to identify what those goals and objectives are. Um, I also want to mention that oftentimes when we set these goals, if a participant has an IEP through school, we do ask for that information and we take that into consideration when we are building goals and objectives for the individual. Sometimes um, sometimes they're simply at the right place um, at the right time with the modality that we're working with and within our team. And we often see um, 
great strides in, in this culmination of objectives and strategic approaches for treatment plans. And, and you know, Bina Farm uh, offers uh, group programs, right? We do, yes. And, and so how can, how can a school or an organization get involved? And what, are, what, what do you mean by a group program? Is this like human pack animals riding with horses with your pack animals? <laughs> or, or, yeah. I mean, you know, we are all pack animals, but right. so what's, what's, what is the group program? Right. So most often um, there's a couple of opportunities with us for group-based activities. Um, some, if we are approached by a school a school may come and visit and ask to do a field trip, um, or, however, we've been asked to participate in um, a to create a program that is specific that will be incorporated into their curriculum. Um, we're happy to do that as well. And then, what what oftentimes is some participants want to come for the the therapeutic benefit. Some want to come for more of the clinic the clinical benefits of our program. And then we use um, volunteers to support those groups. Um, We have also a a program that we is called um, equine assisted learning. That is very much a group based program. And also that is um, when we bring, I would say approximately the group generally ranges between four to eight participants together. Uh, we often do this work with uh, residential schools um, that it's led, this particular program is led by someone who has a uh, mental health background, um, but also has a equine um, services and learning certification so they have been trained how to implement this, not only their clinical experience, but also their equine knowledge in leading a group um, through activities. It could be team building related activities. It could be um, individual leading. It could be group discussion. Um, that is another program that I actually didn't mention previously um however now you know about equine assisted learning and um but most schools usually reach out to us and share with us what their objectives are or what their goals might be and um we talk about what might be the best activity or program for them i i have learned so much um but is there anything that we didn't cover today that you think um would be really important for listeners and specifically particularly for families to know about Bina Farm Center. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually want to mention um, we have a garden. We have a community garden on our property. So it's not just all horses. We do have a garden. Um, and, and this is perfect for those who don't want to necessarily get involved in horses. Um, we, and they just, if they want to come to our property, they could do some gardening. We have a number of parents who, while their children are riding or getting their treatment services, they tinker around in our garden. And we love that. We tend to grow um, vegetables that horses and humans enjoy. Um, so um, it, it can be a very relaxing way to spend time. A lot of parents 
who are raising children with unique challenges, they too need a little bit of a respite. Um, so we encourage them to take that opportunity while their child is in the care of our team um, to spend a little bit of time with themselves, uh, relaxing and, you know, maybe digging through the dirt, getting their hands dirty in nature. Well, well, Janice, you know, again, this has been so enlightening and I have learned so much and I bet our listeners have too. And we really want to thank you for joining us today. We have thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Thanks to both of you. It's been a pleasure to be here today and talk more about horses and therapies. So to wrap up, um, Janice, do you have a favorite feel-good horse movie, or if not, a feel-good animal movie? You know, off the top of my head, I cannot think of one, however... I do have one. I do have one that aside that has made a big impact on me personally. Um, there is a movie. It's actually a documentary called Buck. Um, it's a documentary about um, Buck Brenneman, who is a well-known expert in the interactions between humans and horses. Um, and he also inspired the movie The Horse Whisperer. And while it may not be necessarily a feel good, it is definitely educational and really gives you a wonderful insight into um, horses, as well as um, the best approaches of working with horses and um, gives you a a tremendous insight into their own um, nature and ability and how humans interact and work with them. Jean, what about you? Do you have a favorite feel-good horse or animal movie? You know, I go way, I go way back. I mean, I, I, I remember as a kid watching um, my friend Flicka. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> made it, made it, made a big impression on me. And of course, you know, I mean, Roy Rogers and uh, you know Silver. Yes, was very important. Well, you know, the ones that my I watch with my dog who loves watching watching tv <laughs> are, are, are this whole series of vet vet shows like oh dr. yes dr pole yes uh or um or or, or rocky mountain vet mm-hmm. especially when the horse is involved i mean if there's any animal involved you know my dog is kind of glued to the tv as i am and khadijah what about you do you have a feel good horse movie or yeah, animal I- movie yeah, one of my favorite movies of all times is The Black Stallion, the original, which yeah. I think, I don't know how young I was, but I remember watching it with my dad over and over again, and I tried to get my son to watch it, and he just couldn't, like the graphics, the color, like he, he just wasn't into it, but it's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, for some reason, I've been watching Heartland, which is more of a, they keep calling it a dude ranch, and I don't really still understand what that is, but that also is like, a very easy thing to watch. Like you kind of know what's going to happen before the end, but you still want to watch it. You can't stop watching. Um, so I've enjoyed that, but my favorite is probably um, the Black Stallion. Mm-hmm. How about Black Beauty? I like that too, but Black Stallion is my favorite. <laughs> like the whole the whole challenge with the kid and the connection and the trust. It was just such a beautiful movie. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, and for those who are listening, um, 
Uh, we'd love to know your favorite feel-good animal movie. So just email us and or tag us on Instagram at MGH Clay Center. And thanks again, Janice, for joining us today. This is uh, incredible. And for those uh, at home, we hope, as always, that our conversation will help you have yours. I'm Gene Bereson. And I'm Khadija Bilt-Blockton. Until next time. My other movie that I love, although it's not a feel-good movie, is Old Yeller. I love Old Yeller. Old Yeller, yes. All of them oh. make you cry. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I love I that movie. They really I, do. I oh. felt like that was too much for the podcast, though. So I can't. <laughs>